I hurt myself. What it is, everybody? Welcome to episode 128 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether. You can call me Fish. With me, as always, my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff. Well, well. Well, that was unplanned, but it kind of worked. Yeah, it's like a harmony. This is just Bone Thugs and Harmony over here. How you doing, Connor? I'm bloody swell. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm ready to talk about another X-Men film. How many are there now? How many X-Men um, movies are there? Like, actual uh, official ones is probably... Like, there's five? X-Men 1, 2, 3, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, First Class, Wolverine, Origins. Eight. Eight. So this is, this is the eighth one? No, this is the ninth one. Oh, this is the ninth one. Shit. Wow. But saying that, it has been 17 years. 17 Marvel, years. Marvel, you know, have shit out of a fair few more than that. Although yeah. they have other characters to talk about. That's still a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking oath. Um, and, well, you know, the thing with the X-Men movies is that we always seem to come back to Wolverine as well. So here we are with another Wolverine film, his third solo outing. We're going to be talking about Logan today for all the yeah. out there. Logan. The last one. The final the final frontier. The final um, Wolverine. This he's saying he's he's hanging up the claws. It's getting too hard. He's getting old. It's hard for him to, you know, keep working out for this this role. I, I read somewhere that, you know, when he first started out it used to take like three months to get set to be Wolverine. And now it takes him like a year or two <laughs> to get in shape. For it. Yeah, well, if you see what he looks like in the first ones, he's kind of like he's good looking, but he's not jacked. No, he's, no, like, he's, he's he's toned, but he's like man, he's ripped as shit. It's man. crazy. I reckon. I reckon the beefiest he looked was Days of Future Past. I think that was. I think that was like when he kind of peaked. Well, in the Wolverine, he was a massive as well. That's true. The Maybe around those. I've I've kind of forgotten the Wolverine. I didn't. I didn't particularly like it when I saw it. Um, I'm I'm one of those blasphemous ones who actually really enjoys Origins, <laughs> Wolverine Origins. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, it, it seems like everybody else in the world is, but that that at that was my favorite X Men film. I thought that was <laughs> I still love it. I, when I go back and watch it now, it's just a guilty pleasure. He takes down helicopters, leaves Shriver's Sabretooth. Fucking, how can it not work? I don't understand why people hate it so much. And then, then the Wolverine came out. It was like darker and grittier and it was kind of, I don't know. At the time, I don't think it was what I was looking for. I do need to go back and have a, another go at it because now I've watched this version of it and this is obviously a, a very different sort of look at the, the, the superhero movie and an even different look at Wolverine. So, yeah. let's get into it. Tell us what happened in Logan, Conor McDuff. So, it's set in 2029, which is nine years after um, uh, Days of Future Past is set in the future. So, obviously, in that, that small period, everyone died. <laughs> um, and, basically, all the X-Men are gone. There's no mutants left. They're all wiped out. There hasn't been a mutant birth for 20 years. Uh, and Logan's just hanging out with Caliban. And um, the other one, Xavier. Xavier, um, the other one, like so the a, mutant, Professor the X. The mutant. Um, and it's implied that Caliban kind of helped 
hunt down the mutants, but now they're living in secret. Um, and while they're doing that, Wolverine is a limo driver who's trying to earn enough money to buy a boat so he, him and Xavier can live away from the world on this boat. He's also planning on killing himself, I think, um, when he's out there. So he's also sick, so he's dying, and he's not his old self, and he's actually aging and feeling feeling pain and, and not really healing as well, so he's kind of wanting himself to die because he's sick of living. Anyway, he meets this little baby X-Man who's got two claws, turns out to be his daughter that was made in a lab, and the, I uh, forget, there's some security company are trying to uh, utilise all these little kid X-Men to turn into an army, and then they were like, wait, we don't need to do that, we can just clone them. So they made a Hugh Jackman clone, a Wolverine clone, who's young, um, and they're trying to kill all the little kids so they can't get away. And then um, Wolverine's trying to stop them because that's his daughter. Anyway, Wolverine dies at the end. He gets stabbed by himself. Xavier dies. He gets stabbed by Wolverine, the bad Wolverine. Um, and the kids live. And that's that's it. <laughs> and we get a little, instead of a cross, we get an X over his grave. Yeah, which is fucking so... Ah! Just to clarify, just so... You'll be aware, I'm going to chug this coffee down at the beginning of this because David called me up, I was asleep, and we're meant to do it at 9.30, it's currently 10 o'clock, and Fish is like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, sorry, I sleep, let me, hang on. So I've literally taken a poo and run out and doing this now. So that's <laughs> yeah. just some con. That's some context for you there. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than thinking, wow, Connor's just a crazy, lazy piece of shit. I'm not. Okay, listen to this. Mmm. That's really dark coffee. Holy fuck. I put... Oh my God, that's so strong. All right, anyway. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll hit you soon. <laughs> moving on. Um, Logan, let's talk about it. Well, look, I, I put in a little bit of research uh, coming into this one. I, You know, there, there is a very successful um, comic going around at the moment called Old Man Logan. Um, it's uh, Marvel's turned it into a you know a monthly an issue a month sort of thing. It's a continuing story of this older Logan who's who uh, there was there was like a, a mini series a few years ago um, from the guy who wrote Kickass, and he it was I think it was his last hurrah at Marvel, and it was set fifty years in the future um, where a similar sort of thing um, or a lot of a lot of the mutants were dead. Uh, he actually was the one who killed them all um, because Mysterio from Spider-Man had done an illusion and made him believe that all the X-Men were bad guys coming to to kill him. And so he slaughters them all, like finishing off the last one he kills is Jubilee. And it's like this really like emotional thing. So he, 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 um, he goes... From that moment on, he's, he's basically said that he's never going to use his claws to, to hurt anyone again because he can't trust himself, he can't do all that sort of thing. Uh, 50 years on, he's, he's got a family, he's living out in the wastelands, uh, it's basically post-apocalyptic now, um, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's having to answer to the Hulk's children because the Hulk has turned bad, um, had sex with his cousin She-Hulk and created inbred Hulk children. And now they, they're like terrorizing his family and it becomes the actual stories about him and Hawkeye doing a bit of a road trip uh, so he can make some money to pay off the Hulks. Um, so there's the road trip element, there's the idea that everyone's dead and the, and the world's gone to shit sort of thing. Um, but 
other than that, there's not a whole lot uh, that has come from that story. Like I, I actually quite like what they've done in Logan where they've brought Professor X in and it's, it's more of a personal thing there. Um, and now we've got this road trip film, which is a, a whole other thing as well. Uh, you know, there's still the, the, the staples of like, you know, a grumpy old Wolverine. Like it just, it just works. <laughs> it's uh, like, he's already a grumpy bastard. So to have him be old and like feeling pain and like having aches and pains. And it's, um, it's just, it's so perfect. It's so perfect what's going on. Um, this film opens with like a great scene. Like just shows you everything you need to know about Wolverine immediately. He's drunk. Mm-hmm. He's woken up. He's sleeping in his limo. He's old. There's just a bunch of thugs and he's trying to beat them up and they just beat the shit out of him. And then he's like, right. And his claw won't come out properly. And then he's like, yeah, right, I love this. that. And then just goes full rage mode and cuts him up and it's gory as hell. And like that, that sort of thing is just awesome. I think because like this film is meant to stand out. It's, it's definitely like, definitely like, Hey, this is, this is now what you're going to be watching this Wolverine. Well, that's um, right. And I, I think that's something that we should tackle straight up is the fact that, uh, you know, Deadpool has made it okay for, for superhero movies to be, you know, this R rated as well, MA, MA here in Australia. Um, so now we can we can have that gore and we can have the swearing and we can have the grit that uh, you know we don't come to expect from superhero movies because they're made so kids can go see them and I feel like I've always wanted a Wolverine movie that is violent as hell um, and I welcome this well like me too <laughs> I think everyone does this is what you want to see a guy with claws who cuts people up and is like rage goes in rage mode. This is pretty much the perfect thing. You want to see, you know, um, the, the, the extent of which he he'll go. And that's what this gives us. And he swears a lot, which makes even more sense. It just feels like it makes sense. You know, everything happens. I like from the first word in this movie is fuck. It's him waking up in the limb. He's like, Oh, fuck and you're like okay yeah. yep different type of x-men film immediately and then he cuts yeah. the hell out of those people and it's just like Slash like like you them. said sets the scene for the whole way now there is always the worry of it just becoming not so much gratuitous violence like I'm, I'm always down for gratuitous violence but does it feel too over the top to you or do you think that they they nailed it here Nah, I don't think it feels too over the top. It's definitely, there's definitely a lot of it, but like, it kind of made me giggle most of the time. Like, if it was, if it ever got like, where I'm like, wow, that's a lot. I kind of just started laughing. I was like, fucking hell. Like, I just, really? I, like, what's, what part went too far for you, or not too far, but made uh, you get to there, a giggle stage? I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't ever any, like, I didn't think, the only bit I, I laughed at was when she comes out with that guy's head. That was <laughs> yeah. when I... That's when I started giggling. But I think that's supposed to like, be funny as well. Like, that's an yeah. ironic, like, yo, this little kid just chopped this big-ass dude's head off. That guy who I, I thought was going to be, like, a featured I henchman. Was, I thought it was Brock Lesnar. I'm right. Looks exactly I was like waiting Brock for Lesnar. him to go to Suplex City on, on this little yeah. girl. But, it, um, yeah, he, he just became a nothing character. He was just an expendable henchman, which I loved. I, I think the violence is perfect. I, I don't think yeah. there's ever a, a point where it's too much. All of it serves the story. It feels like it's part of this world. I feel like we're part of this this gritty, very violent universe now. Like, 
Mm. Like I said, from the start of the film, it sets this up. It sets up that this is okay. It's not just for the sake of gore. I like. I never actually was like, oh man, there's so much blood going around. Like as as the movie went, like after that first scene, I was kind of just like, well, this is what it is, and there's going to be a lot yeah. of killing, and there's going to be a lot of blades going into brains, and I was down with it. Um, the swearing side of things, I thought was okay for um, for Wolverine. I did get a bit weird when Professor X started dropping F-bombs, at least to start with. It just, it, it felt a little forced. I feel like that, hit, that character wouldn't swear like that. But the world has gone to shit. So yeah, you kind of got to give them a bit of a less. That's kind of why I accepted it, because the world did go to shit. Yeah. Um, I just, it was just like the, the first couple of lines with Professor X were like, oh, fucking, and this, and fucking that. And I was like... Oh, I don't know. It just feels it just feels weird. Um, yeah. Like I'm not I'm not hating on it. Like it does it makes sense to me why it would happen. But I don't know. Patrick Stewart swearing. I don't know if I've ever heard that. <laughs> I mean, like it was a little strange because a Professor X, like that whole thing was a bit weird until near the end. Like he was like drugging him because he was having these seizures, but like he was also drugging him to forget things and. Like, uh, the whole time, you're kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why are you drugging him to forget things? Like, that just seems a bit strange. Mm. But then there's that awesome moment where you realize that, basically, Professor X, like, ha- bas- probably when he had his first seizure, killed a bunch of people, probably a bunch of X-Men too. Like, well, like, like, yeah, that's what I was just going because he says the Westchester uh, thing, which yeah. is where the X-Mansion is. So I'm assuming that he killed all the other mutants, and the only yeah, reason he- that... Wolverine's still around is because he had that healing factor and could handle it and yeah. everybody else has died it's, it's never actually said though right it's never actually said that he no but I mean I think I think he might have killed a few of them because he that that doctor guy says that he he was the one that that killed a lot of the X-Men at the end mm. um, so I think it was a bit of both but um yeah, it was definitely a part of it I think and that was cool and just as that happens of course I Hugh think Jackman, I just think that's if if that is the case, that he's the reason why basically mutant kind has been wiped out, it's fucking beautiful, man. Like that is Stark, just, yeah. just incredible. The guy who was like, you know, saving the world, trying to to help the mutant kind and set up a school and all that, and inadvertently because you know got older and senile and couldn't handle his powers, killed everyone. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, that's I love that. That's so good. <laughs> um, now I want to bring up. Um, probably my favorite part of this film yeah which is x24 the little girl 23 Holy... is it 23 yeah because the new one's x24 ah okay the, the wolverine x- clone x23 yeah the girl x23 laura whatever you want what a fucking sick lad holy <laughs> shit she's so badass man I know, right? there is no like I was real worried, like, because I, whenever you make a film and you've got a young kid in it who's meant to be important, they're always pains in the fucking ass. Episode one, The Phantom Menace, Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> pain in the ass. You know, like, there are examples of this occurring, but in this, she was fucking sick. Like, yeah. her, her performance was really good. Like, I really liked it. I'm glad they didn't get her to say anything. She was, like, really cool to watch. She was interesting to watch. You know? Like, there was nothing about her that I didn't like. And no. that was cool. Um, I'm really... Oh, man. She was... 
Oh, man. I agree. She's, when, she's next level. And the fact that she doesn't speak throughout the whole movie actually really works for her because she, she's still bringing these acting chops because you can see everything going on in her face and those big eyes, you know. It's, it's all there and she doesn't have to say anything. And then it makes it kind of even better when she does t- start talking later on and, <laughs> and doesn't stop talking. I love that scene where he's like, she starts like, see... And he's like, hold yeah. on, what the fuck? The last 2,000 yeah. miles. And, and then she starts talking. He's like, okay, shut up now. <laughs> yeah, shut up, stop joking. That's hilarious. But man, oh, I'm just getting goosebumps even thinking about that minute where she walks out holding Brock Lesnar's head and throws it to the... And just how scared the Reapers are of her. Like, they're, like you, you can see, it's like, why are they so scared of this little kid? And he, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then once she pops those claws, holy shit. Holy shit. That's my favorite scene in the movie is just her cutting sick. My, my favorite part, my favorite part is when she's getting the shit kicked out of her in that same sequence. Yeah. And Wolverine just comes in and they start like beating the shit out of him <laughs> together. Yeah. And like I legit was watching it and I don't get gooseies easily. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, yeah. that is fucking badass. Yeah. Like I was like, holy crap. Like, they, it was so epic. Like, what an epic showdown. Like, and that's what you want from an X-Men film. Like, mm-hmm. you want mutants working together. And here we have this crazy mental case girl and Wolverine fighting together, like, side by side. Oh, it was so fucking satisfying. And especially, like, turning Wolverine from, you know, this grumpy old bastard who's just waiting to die, basically. Yeah. And him now having a purpose, like, having... Like, he's still not fully accepting like the father role and looking after this girl but he's like well hold on no i'm not gonna watch a bunch of dudes beat on a little girl even though she's kicking ass here he comes in and sorts it out and it's just something about that bond that starts to get formed from there and the thing that i really like is yes it is his daughter technically because it's his genes and cloned and all that sort of thing but it wasn't from some fucking you know past romance wasn't some you know he didn't he didn't knock up Jean Grey and didn't know about it and all of a sudden there's this, this like this is actually a product of the times and the the experiments that are going on like because he is an experiment and this this chick's also a part of an experiment and it makes sense that that there is some sort of connection there but it's not a traditional connection there's something really poetic about that as well um, it's very Last of Us their relationship. It's very Joel and Ellie. Mm. Um, where have you played Last of Us? Uh, I've played the start of it. I need so, to like it. Last of Us, it's about it initially starts with a guy escorting escorting a girl for money to this place, mm. and that's kind of how this feels. Where he's doing it for the sake of doing it, and then you know, sort of gradually, yeah. they actually see, they seem to take quite a few themes from Last of Us, which is what I noticed. Well, um, from what I what I hear about Last of Us, that's not a bad thing because isn't one of no the, the Last best of Us is fucking sick. Made, yeah. Um, yeah, I really need to get on that. Um, no, it's great, man. I love it. And they, they form such a great bond towards the end of it. And like you actually truly believe where this relation go, relationship goes. Um, so tip of, hat, tip of the hat to that. Uh, but well, just quickly back on, on Hugh Jackman, like, I think this is his best performance as Wolverine easily. Um, if not one of the best performances I've ever seen him play. Well, I mean, they give him free reign, don't they? Like, they give him free reign, which is awesome. Mm. Like, it feels like he has the ability to, to play the character the way he finally gets to play it. Yeah. Um, 
because he gets to swear and be a grumpy son of a bitch, which is what Wolverine is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree. Like, it's funny because I everyone always says like you know when you think of when you think of Wolverine, you think Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, you don't think Hugh Jackman, you think Wolverine. When you think of Wolverine, you think Hugh Jackman because he's played the role so well for so long. Hugh yeah. Jackman could do any other role and play it quite well. He did it in Australia. He did it in... Prisoners. Um, prisoners. Like, he's played... He can... Les Miserables. Like, the, he, he can change his... Like, you don't think of him as Wolverine. You think of Wolverine as him. And that's cool. Mm. But I've never felt it that much. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, that's, that's Wolverine. Like, whatever it's Hugh Jackman, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But this, like, I was like, holy fuck, who am I watching? Like, I feel like I've never seen this person on screen before because mm. he did a really good job. Like, I thought he was really, really good at what he did. Oh, it's incredible. I, yeah, totally believe everything that was going on. Like, he sucks you into the character and makes you feel everything that he's feeling. Um, I also want to say the same for Patrick Stewart. I think what he's doing with Professor X here isn't just, you know, and, and again... This is, this is, you know, this is a testament to the script as well. Like, they've really opened up these characters. Because this, this movie is really, uh, it's a, a character study on, on Logan, on Professor X, on X-23. It's not, it's not just, you know, a cool road movie. It's not just a cool superhero movie. They've actually opened these characters up for us and given us something. It's not just the the surface level superhero things that we've come to expect these days. Um, and man, isn't it a breath of fresh air? Far yeah, out. it is. It, the, the only thing, look, realistically though, there are a few things I think that didn't work too well. Yeah. That okay. I don't know whether it's because it's a superhero thing or what, but like there were a few moments I, I felt this film was actually quite underwhelming. And that is, the, the main one is the Wolverine clone, like Wolverine being the bad guy as well. Mm. I, I didn't like that. I mean, it's a cool concept, but there's something really not that satisfying about a clone. Like I wanted the bad guy yeah. to be, I, when, when they were like, we're creating another person, I was like, okay, what X-Men is it going to be? Like, yeah, who is it going to yeah, be? And that's, and I want that. You've got a fucking roster of hundreds of amazing people. And it's so cool when they introduce new ones and you get to see a new character come into play. But instead we get the same person. I'm sure it was like no one could beat Wolverine but Wolverine. But, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I feel like cloning Magneto probably would have been a smarter option seeing as he can bend metal. Mm. Um, but, I mean, like, that's the sort of thing that I kind of... It, it just became a little underwhelming when... At the end, he kills off... They basically immediately kill off the two... You know, the two masterminds. And then it's just him versus Wolverine. It's like brute versus brute. Right? Yeah. And that's cool. But because the brute is nothing... Like, the brute has no feelings. I didn't feel for him when he... When he fucking ended up stabbing Wolverine over a branch. Like, I didn't feel for that. Like, I felt like I was like, okay, cool. Like, he... I know this this guy's going to die. I know there's going to be no consequence. I know there's no justification except mm. for he wants to kill him. I don't know. That was disappointing. That was something I was like, what? Yeah. Well, normally, I would agree with you 100% on this because you know I'm, I get pissed off at the Marvel movies when they don't make use of the roster. They don't make use of all the characters that they have to do to, to play with. Um, this time around... This movie made it work for me, though. And I think it's because of the fact that, that they've set up a future where nobody else is around. There's no mutants left. There's nothing, there's nothing else around. And it's, it's not 
like you could watch this movie and not see any of the other X-Men movies and still totally be in this you know what I mean like obviously you're going to get a little bit more if you if you have that backstory but it's not about the X-Men and it's not about the the superhero world it's this is like I said that character study of Logan and not even Wolverine this is a Logan movie so I and it's very on the nose but his ultimate demon was himself you know what I mean it's fighting himself he had to beat himself to make it it, it him be okay to leave this world and move on you know what i mean and the i the metaphor of that is 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 right there in our face with him fighting himself and i guess i get it as well because like you just said wolverine can beat anyone like we've seen him take down anyone but has he ever fought himself and he, like him like this this younger version of himself who who obviously is is stronger faster can heal quicker is going to take on his sort of thing. It gave me a very Terminator feel. It gave me a very Terminator feel. And I, I, could, also, I could also argue the same thing for the, the Terminator movies. Like, you know, yeah, they are robots. And this happens later on in the series. Like, you know, they're just robots. So it doesn't really matter when they die. Whereas they, you know, T2 was able to turn this around and make us feel for this, this character. And, you know, he was a good guy. But the unstoppable nature of this clone and the fact that it doesn't really matter if he dies kind of worked for me because they'll just make another one and he'll just keep coming. You know what I mean? I, I don't you know. know. I would have I liked it more, right? I figured it out just then. I would have yeah. liked it more. I would be on exactly... Because you're right. You're totally 100% correct. But I think the root of the problem is the finale in this film was really underwhelming. Mm. That's what it is. Like... This is Logan's final hurrah. Like, this is his final film, right? And yeah. I, like, that ending where he dies, I thought was so lackluster. Like, this is fucking Wolverine dying, and we get, like, a wide shot, and then him getting stabbed into a tree by himself, and then mm. it's just, like, this sort of lackluster, sort of shot-reverse shot sequence before he dies, right? I'm being very picky, but... I really expected a greater scene. Like, I expected this That's ultimate sacrifice. 17 which, years coming, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, which is what he did, but I expected it to feel grand, you know? I expected yeah. this sensation of, like, oh, my God, this is so hard. Like, this is so fucked. Like, what's happening here? You know, yeah. I expected him to... that. I expected that, that, that thing he injected into himself to last the entire time until right until the end. You know, I expected... Mm. I expected more from it. I definitely wanted more, but because all I get is this sort of semi-decent fight scene, which wasn't as cool as the fight scene in the middle of the film, which is something that fucks me up all the time. Like, I hate when that happens. Yeah. And then I get this scene, and I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. Like, it's cool, but I don't feel like it's an appropriate ending. And then he's dead, and that's it. I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, I want to see, see Wolverine get, like, cut up, and I want to see him, like in a fucking pool of blood and like yeah. in his final moment, like does something mighty, but instead I get, oh, I'm on a treat. Well, uh, I'm off. Um, have fun in Canada. <laughs> um, see you later, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, mean, um, I did like the final scene. I liked that he got to go berserker, uh, whatever that green shit was that, uh, you know, pumps him up and gets him going. I was like, fuck yeah, here we go. This is going to be a, a good final showdown. Um, I, I liked the fight with, the X-24, you know, his his other self. I, I thought it was all very cool. I thought it was... Uh, I, I thought it was a fitting final battle to a certain extent, but 
is it really enough for him to die? Like, I've seen him go through a lot of shit in this movie alone, and he's still sort of bounced back. To, yeah, his healing factor is, is working a lot slower than it has before. I I had because I, I saw this with our, our boy Reese. I, I, I turned to him after the movie. I said, so hold on. Why, why did he die? <laughs> like, what's different here? Like, and I'm, I'm assuming it has something to do with that green stuff. Like, by taking too much of it, did it, like, it, it, it peaked him? And, like, I know the adamantium inside him is poisoning him, but why? It seems very convenient that it would happen at this time that he dies. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, I think the whole concept was he's been poisoned by something. He's dying. Mm. Like, he's aging normally the entire way through the film. And basically, throughout the film, he's just getting more fucked up all the time. Like, he's yeah. barely healing himself at the start. Then he has that fight with himself, and he gets cut the fuck up, and they try and patch him up in the hospital. And in the hospital, he's like, dude, like, you need to go and see someone about this. Yeah. He's like, nah, like, I'm dying. He's coughing up blood. So yeah. I think at the end, he just gets totally destroyed. Like, he's just beyond repair. He gets, like, literally impaled and cut up, and, like, he's totally wrecked. So I think that's what it's meant to be. Yeah, and um, I can I can kind of accept it, and but I think I'm I'm with you in terms of like it doesn't feel big enough. No, it to doesn't. Him it's off. Wolverine. It's like I Why? feel like he should be like I've seen in the comics like he's been reduced to a skeleton and yeah. has come back. And comes you know, back. sort of yeah. thing. I feel like something like that needs to happen. Like it needs to be you know Terminator Two at the end where half his face has fallen away and just all kinds of messed up like i make me believe that this is the end of this character that i've seen regenerate over and over and over and yeah okay you've given me this flaky excuse for why he's not going to come back but this is it. this is it this is the finish this is 17 years of wolverine and hugh jackman gloriousness give me that grand ending that you're talking about as well um I yeah I, I I couldn't get fully behind it. I I was like waiting for something else to happen. I was waiting for him to, you know, pop his claw out of those freaking those rocks that he was buried under or something. I was like, this I think I think everyone was waiting for that moment. Yeah. Um. Well, look, yeah, that was something that I found really lackluster. I mean, the other aspect was the farm. And I only didn't like the farm because I felt like I was watching season two of The Walking Dead, which if you've ever seen that, <laughs> yeah, farms, that's where I farms turned off are walking a dead. distinct no-no for films. Don't go to a farm in an action film. I don't don't do that. it. Why a farm. That? Why do you think that? I'm just. I've got two examples: this film and <laughs> Walking Dead. Walking that's dead all season I've got. Two. Just it's <laughs> left me with trauma. Walking. Just so anyone, just for clarification, Walking Dead season two. They, they spend an entire season sitting on this farm sitting and it's the most mind-numbingly boring fucking thing. I Don't turned it off. Wrong. I stopped watching Walking Dead after yeah. that season because Don't get it. me wrong. The Walking Dead is a fucking garbage piece of shit excuse for television that basically takes <laughs> your money because all it does is drag out every fuck... How many episodes I had to sit through of a character fucking sad that the zombies are around? It's like, sweet man, we're 60 episodes goddamn deep. How can you not understand this by now? This is life. Oh, Shut the fuck up. Some, anyway, Gonna be getting some on. hate mail over that Good. one. Fucking go. hate me. I don't give a fuck here, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn died. Ooh. Shut the fuck up. Fucking hell. Rick is so boring. He's got the worst... Uh, fuck you guys. Anyway... Back to Logan. The farm sequence was really good. I really enjoyed what they were trying to do and show what a normal life was. But the there was a point where they go and fix the plumbing, 
right? They're like, all right, let's go fix the plumbing. Mm. And that whole, the whole reason behind that is so, um, it feels justified when Xavier is having the conversation and you think it's with the real Wolverine, but mm. it's the fake Wolverine. And like, that was the whole sort of reason. I didn't like it because I'm like, man, this scene is like 10 minutes long and it's, they just fix a pipe and scare off some cowboys and they come back for not even a real scene where they get killed. And like that, I was like, man, why the fuck did I have to see that? It just wasn't, I don't know, for a film where I felt like every minute was counting, you know, where I was like, okay, this is cool, this is cool, you know, everything's pretty enjoyable to watch and then that I was like, oh man, this is right near the end and they're doing this. Um... And I mean, it slows down just enough for things to pick back up again, um, where right after that is when shit hits the fan. Patrick Stewart dies and you meet the new Wolverine bad guy and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was just a moment where I wasn't stoked. I was kind of not all right <laughs> with it. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, and I can understand that. And that's like, there are movies where I feel like that, I would, that would lose me as well. But I think because I was just so drawn into... Hugh Jackman and that character I I liked being able to see like it's even called out by Professor X he says like this is what a normal life looks like this is what you could have this is what you know what a, and there was something really sweet about being able to see this dude with a, a nice family and even in, even Laura's getting along with the, the little kid and it's like it doesn't have to be so fucked up the world and then no yeah it does and there's a massacre and the whole family dies and I, there was just that juxtaposition, juxtaposition of that that business going on, really spoke to me. So like I, I I thought it was it was quite a powerful scene, and I like the whole idea is just going out to fix the pipes and deal with just normal problems like, you know, like property wars and some idiot tycoon redneck who wants to you know monopolize the area, as opposed to a super villain. You know, um, I just felt like at that point there was too much going on for that to be something I was too invested in. I felt like I was watching something. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, like I've seen it, but I mean, you know, that's those problems aren't huge. They just took me away from it a little bit. The other thing I didn't really like was Caliban blowing up the truck only because why the fuck would you put someone in a holding cell right next to grenades? Grenades, yeah. <laughs> like, that was something I was like, hang on, that's just dumb. Like, that was a dumb thing to do. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, the villain, that, that lead villain as well, the guy with the robot arm, he was so nothing. Yeah, he like, was he pretty was nothing, wasn't he? So nothing, and I kind of wanted him to be more. Um, and that, but again, I think that's because... They just don't do villains right, do they? They can't do it. You know, they kind of cheated a little bit and they got Wolverine to be the villain. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, right. yeah. they, don't, they don't do villains right. They can't do it. Just have a, a justified character who believes in what he's doing. You know, a real human being. And I feel like you're on, you're on the right track. Mutants have, like, mutants are easily having the best villains. You've got Magneto, for God's sake. He is just, in my opinion, the greatest superhero villain ever. Mm. Ever. Because he's not really a villain. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's that the, these little things for a film that is, it has all the epic moments and all that's that, that tone to it where it's like, yeah, this is the end. And you've got all, you've got all that there. It's got that post-apocalyptic feel. It's in the desert for most of it. Yeah. Um, that's all there, but it's just, yeah, those little things didn't really, 
they didn't really speak to me as didn't much really as they didn't really capture you in the way that you they heard. didn't they didn't grasp me no yeah. no 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 but no, i'm right no. there with you this is a classic superhero uh villain mentality of it's yeah. just oh we just need some sort of force to give our protagonist a goal and yeah. this guy was okay like i liked his sassy way of talking and then some of his his little quips and things but it it just he's he's nobody like I feel like they needed to at least have a prolific villain come in to make it worth... You know, worth I'm disappointed they didn't even introduce Magneto, like bring him up, because I feel like if Xavier lives, there's just a part of me that wants Magneto to live. Yeah, you know? yeah. That would, that would have been something that I would have... I mean, Magneto can literally bend metal and Wolverine is made of metal. Yeah. Um, that's always... I don't know. I love... Magneto is my favourite superhero as well. He's my favourite character in mm. everything. I love him. I thought Wolverine um, was. Wolverine, yeah, they're kind of the same though. I mean, because Magneto's a villain a lot of the time. Yeah. So when people ask me about it, I'm like, well, Magneto's cool. But I just like Magneto's backstory, man. He came, it's like from the Holocaust and shit. Yeah. Like there's so much passion behind it. I, I also love Wolverine. Like Wolverine's the best, man. Like, ah, hmm. uh, he's just got claws. He's just got claws. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to slash everyone up in the face. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I think by not having Magneto in here, it's the reason they've done that is to, you know, quote unquote, keep this a little more grounded, a little more realistic. Like if Magneto comes into it, it becomes that big superhero movie. Like the guy can lift stadiums for Christ's sake. Um, so I think if, if he was around, it would have been too big. Um, and they wouldn't. It wouldn't have been the feel that they're trying. I mean, to, like X Men Apocalypse was a load of shit, oh, and that man. was the last film with Magneto. So, yeah, I mean, it? yeah. Uh, seriously, did we review X Men Apocalypse? Yeah, we did. And I'm pretty sure that we was, shit on it. It was fucking horrible. Like it was so bad. What <laughs> All the I hell? remember from that that I care about was the Quicksilver scene. All I cared about was it was set ten to twenty years in the future from Days of Future Past, and none of them aged. And for some reason, Jennifer Lawrence was a big fucking deal. Yeah, Who gives a right. fuck about Jennifer Lawrence? Who gives a fuck? Okay, I remember the review now. I remember ranting about yeah, that Yeah, we did, yep. Anyway, just saying that, that's a perfect example. Like, they've taken all those elements away, probably all the bullshit, all the, the stars that needed to come back and just made simplified this. They've brought the two main parts of the very first X-Men movie, which was... Professor X and Wolverine and Well, I don't you know, I really think honestly that the X Men franchise, not that it's been very good for very long, is gonna die again. And the reason I think that is because Wolverine has been the one Mm -hmm. goddamn thing about all of them that always stands out. Wolverine in every film stands out because he's the best performance, except for except for Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Hugh Jackman gives the best performance in every single one. He's the most interesting to watch, for one, and he's always written the best. Every single X-Men film is like that. The best part about X-Men Apocalypse, aside from Quicksilver, Quicksilver's probably a good substitute, but aside from Quicksilver, is the fucking scene where Wolverine is running through the yeah. through the thing. That's the best scene in the yeah. whole thing. And like, they put him in there. Same with First Class. First Class, Wolverine makes an appearance. That's what First Class is remembered for. It's a, That's yeah, it. fuck off. And like, it's, <laughs> it's, and it's things like that that like make me worry because I'm like, man, you cannot make X-Men without Wolverine. X-Men Apocalypse didn't have Wolverine in it. 
disappointing. The only reason first class worked was because they justified why I wasn't in it. And like, yeah. and, I, and and brought other big guns like yeah the, the other the other two ones that you just mentioned before Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart they're underlings who were just as good the fast <laughs> the fast and McAvoy yeah. but I mean like what I've heard as well and I don't know if these are rumors like but I mean it makes sense Jackman has said if Deadpool two if they want if they have Deadpool and Hugh Jackman together and Wolverine together yeah um, he'd come it's back not gonna happen now it's, and and he said. Nice. He'd be super stoked if he was introduced into the MCU. MCU, so was, yeah, I've heard that. And now those are two really cool things, but for separate reasons. I think it would be cool to see Wolverine interact with a group of. Wouldn't isn't that funny? We want Wolverine to be in a team of superheroes. Ha! <laughs> um, but like, I think the only issue is now that we've seen Logan to go back to something that isn't hyper violent, yeah. where Wolverine is himself, would be hugely disappointing because. Wolverine, and what I liked about this film was that the tone of this film is that grittiness and the yeah. humour comes from how gritty it is and yeah. how he's like, I don't give a fuck. If he goes into the MCU, MCU's very self, like, not as self-aware, but, like, it's like this, this like, sort of, like, ooh, like, it's still a kid's film. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, it's, still, it's and like, I don't, I don't want to see that shit again. I don't want to see him do that again. If he's with Deadpool, I mean, there's more of a... That, that's the, kind of the only thing. But again, Wolverine can't turn into Deadpool where Deadpool's very self-aware. Wolverine better stay as Wolverine. Oh, know, I, don't, I don't think he will. Like, that's always Deadpool's thing, though, is he's, he's the one who's self-aware and breaks the fourth wall, but everyone in, in, in his world thinks he's crazy. Because like they, could, they um, could make a really good buddy cop film with Deadpool oh, and Wolverine. Oh, man, it would be so good. And the only thing that I would worry is that they'd make a Deadpool film with Wolverine in it. Which shouldn't be the case. It should be a Wolverine and Deadpool film. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think it will though. I, I. It'll, it'll be a Deadpool film. It's a Deadpool sure. film. Um, I honestly am ninety eight percent sure that Hugh Jackman will turn up in Deadpool two, somewhere. Even it, it'll probably just be a cameo. Um, as much as I would love to see a whole a whole film with those two doing their thing, because that would be brilliant. Um, but I, I, there's no way. Like they're not gonna do that, you know. <laughs> like there's just no way. Like he 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 um he makes fun of him all through the first one. So and and there's been pictures of you know Ryan Gosling, uh, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, and um. Hugh but Jack I mean, like I feel like if they if they if they didn't put him in at a significant amount, it's again like what the same thing with Apocalypse, where it just becomes disappointing. Like you end up with an audience that are like, "What the fuck? Why did you not?" Happy well, more. not so not so much because Deadpool, I can't, I think, will stand on his own. Um, whereas the, like you said, the X Men movies without Wolverine feel very lackluster. Um, I've, I love X Men. X Men are probably it's probably my favorite comic that I've I've read over the years, and I, but I've never really loved the movies. I've always liked Wolverine in the movies. But I've never really liked what they've done with the rest. Like I, I haven't mind. I didn't mind First Class, and I, I, I quite enjoyed Days of Future Past. But like, they haven't just been my favorite as I, w I would think that they would be. And I think it is because they have just really made them Wolverine movies, and that's that's good and bad because there's so much else happening in the X Men universe outside of Wolverine that they tend to just put to the side because it's like, oh, well, everyone loves the guy with the claws and Hugh Jackman is the best that they've, they've brought. So it's, it makes sense and like financially and for the fans, but like in terms of 
really getting into the X-Men universe, they, I still feel like it hasn't properly been done. Um, like Cyclops was always my favorite and they just did nothing with him. Like he's a bitch in all these movies. So like I, I've, I've always been quite disappointed and I feel like that's why I really enjoyed X-Men Origins Wolverine because it was just, okay, well, if, you're, if you want to keep making Wolverine movies and call them X-Men, you may as well just call it fucking Wolverine. And when they finally just did a whole thing on Wolverine, I'm like, cool. I'm not disappointed because Cyclops didn't get shit on it. Or, you know, Gambit's not there. Well, actually, he was in that one. But um, you know what I mean? It's, um, I, I feel like one of two things could happen right now. Um, it's either going to flourish and become a bigger and better thing if they, they really delve in deep and, and write some really good material to, to bring the other X-Men up to the, fore, uh, up to the forefront and take over the mantle of Wolverine. But it's probably going to be the fact that they try to make it without him and nobody gives a shit. And look, I, I, okay, so, and let's be real, this is supposedly the last Wolverine movie, and maybe in terms of, like, full-on performances and whatever, but I, I honestly don't believe that this is the end. I don't, I don't, I think he's going to show up in some sort of cameo role or whatever, whether it be X-Men, Deadpool 2 you know, whatever. I, I just don't think that we can move on from, <laughs> from Hugh Jackman. Um, because, like, they're going to want to do more Wolverine stuff because you, you, you watch, the next X-Men movie will come out and they'll fuck it up and they'll be like, shit, we need Wolverine. They'll try to make X-23 be the new Wolverine. And as good as it'll be to see her, she's not, she's not Wolverine. So no. where do you go from there? But they're, I mean, like, replace him. But and, uh, like, would they know. reintroduce him, like... If they replace him, that's going to suck, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just going to suck. And he's not, he won't come back for an X-Men film. He'll come back if it's, like, something real special, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's frustrating. But it's the same with Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Like, you got James McAvoy. James McAvoy played a good Professor X until he got bald. And then you're like, what the <laughs> fuck am I looking at? What <laughs> the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Michael Fassbender as Magneto, I could watch all day though. Yeah, that's the other. Sure. That's the other character they should make a film about. They were gonna make a new Origins film about, about Magneto, but X Men Origins sucks so bad. They're like, oh, we better not. Yeah. We better not do that, which fucking sucks. Um, but yeah. Well, is it that time? Good, the bad, and the ugly. The, the good. good. What do you got? Um, the violence. That's my good. Ooh, What's your good? Gratuitous violence. Yeah. My good is the just uh, how deep they go into the Logan psyche. I just I I love this writing and I love the marriage of writing, directing, and acting that is going on with this character in this film. I, it's just incredible, fucking incredible. The bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Wolverine clone. That's not, I'm not, nah, not happy about that one. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, my bad would be, um, and it's not, yeah, my bad would be how un, um, the unsatisfying last romp of Wolverine. I, I think like his last 
like his dying words are on a fucking tree stump. <laughs> like, yeah. It, uh, an unsatisfying death to a, a, a character who can't be killed. Boom. Boom. Nice. The ugly. Um, uh, fuck, man. Caliban was pretty hideous. That's my ugly. He was gross. <laughs> has Caliban been in the X Men films before? Have we seen? I him? don't think so. Nah, I don't think he has. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't recognize him. I, I felt like I was supposed to know him, and I thought maybe he was from Apocalypse, which I've just quickly forgotten. My ugly, and this is a very good ugly. I'm more on the positive side. Is when X twenty three is doing her thing at the, in that first fight scene. It's like gloriously fucked up. And and but in a lovable way, <laughs> like I'm still I'm, I'm like jumping around thinking about it right now. It's, it's so cool, loved it. He's in X Men Apocalypse. Um, he's with go. he's with Psylocke as his bodyguard. Oh, in that. yes, yes, Psylocke. Oh, that sexy chick playing Psylocke. What a disappointment. What? A anyway, disappointment. let's get out of here. What are your final thoughts on Logan? I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. I had a really good time watching it. I thought they really hit the nail on the head with what the tone of a Wolverine film should be and how he should act. And Jackman of kills it again. You know, and I had a lot of fun with it. And Patrick Stewart being back was great. It was a road trip film, which was awesome. The themes were awesome. But, I mean, it still suffers from a few things and that stops it from being, like, an amazing film. I didn't like the villains. I thought they were lackluster. I didn't like how... Um, the, the ending was super disappointing and that's something that really matters for a film that is the finale the finale of the finale should be the grandest part of the film in yeah. my opinion um, and that really actually took away from it and, and kind of made me question a little bit I mean how up in the air certain things were about the past as well were a little frustrating I, I like that I wasn't force fed it but it would have been nice to see or hear about some other X-Men and, and see or no hear way. about how yeah what happens yeah at least it wasn't a Jean Grey wank fest but I mean like it, it definitely <laughs> it definitely took away from a little bit I wanted to know just a little bit more um, from it and the farm scene was it was just a little bit too long in my opinion but I give it a 3.5 out of 5 um, and that's that's a, that's a high 3.5. I've got to give it... I can't give it 4 out of 5, and I can't give it, like, anything higher, just because, honestly, like, the ending... I don't know. There was just a few bits that I was like, okay, that really doesn't sell it for me, but that's my score. No, that's a fair score. Da Days of Future Past would be 4 out of 5. Oh, okay. So you like Days of Future Past better. Uh, Days of Future Past fucking is a killer film. Like, it is just a killer film. Anyway... Mm. Uh, well, this is probably my favourite X-Men movie. I think it's better than Days of Future Past. I think it's better than Origins. <laughs> um, only just. But it's it's just, I think, just the fact that this is something a little different. It, like, you know, everybody lost their shit with Deadpool last year. Because, oh, it's finally something fresh and new. And it's like, well, it wasn't really. It was just a superhero movie with a guy swearing and being self-aware. And... I was down for it. I liked it. But this actually brings something that I've been waiting for. And that's like juicy characters, a meaty little plot going on, something that I really care about. And it, that's, the, I, that's what, I, what I have to tip my hat to with this movie is that I cared about everything. I cared about everything in this film. And that's so hard to do these days. Like we watch a lot of movies and a lot of the time I'm just sort of, going through the motions of like, oh, look, the hero's journey and this and that and that. And this has all that. But like I said before, the writing is just so meaty and makes me, I'm so drawn into it. Um, it does suffer from 
like the stereotypical superhero movie flaws, like the villains and all that. Yes, it was an underwhelming death. I thought that final scene was really cool, though. I liked that it was Logan basically having this father figure thing where he was trying to, you know, he's he's rejecting the father figure idea to start with and, and not looking after Laura. And then towards the end of the film, he's caring about, like, all these kids and they're all getting, like, beat up by fucking Reapers and... They seem to have an endless supply of bearded muscle men in in the Reapers as well. I just have to point out, but that that really wasn't issues for me. Like the 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 things that I I have pointed out negatively here aren't that bad because so much of the rest of the film is so fucking strong. And we like look, we're we're talking about. Um, Actually, we probably should have done our, our Oscar wrap-up today because the Oscars have gone... We've sort of been talking about it on Facebook and stuff. Moonlight won the Oscar. I went and saw Moonlight. I didn't think it was that good. It was okay. Average film at best. I've also seen La La Land since then. Have you seen La La Land? Yeah, I liked La La Land Yeah, I really liked it. But is it a best picture? I don't know. Like No. Like all None the, of those... Most yeah. of the movies that were in that this year's Oscars were were not things that I'm, I'm really remembering. Like, Moonlight, I'm going to forget very quickly. Um, and not that I'm saying that this movie deserves a Best Picture, you know, Oscar, but this movie stood out to me more than anything that I've seen from any of that Oscar bait bullshit, at least from this year. Other years, there was a lot more stronger things. But this, this is, like... If this wasn't a fucking Wolverine movie, I think this would be Oscar bait. Because this movie is basically No Country for Old Men, which is an Oscar winner. But it has a dude with claws. And it, the sad thing is that it won't even get looked at. It won't get touched or whatever. But this is a powerful movie. And I think it hits all the beats that it needs to. It touched me in ways that I haven't been touched in a long time. And I fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I give it a four out of five. Four out of five, three points. That's a good... We've, we've done well, I think. Yeah. I think we've done quite well today. That's Look, good. Look, it's been nice to actually like something for a change. <laughs> I feel like we get pretty negative on this podcast because we tend to... Do you know focus. why, though? Do you know what it does to us? And I mean this, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Normally, you go to watch a film because you want to enjoy the film, right? Yeah. Like, so when you go to watch a film, you feel positive while you're watching it, you're enjoying yourself, you're getting serotonin being released, dopamine being released, you feel good, you leave the film feeling good. When you watch intentionally bad shit all the time, you don't feel very good about it because you're watching bad shit all the fucking time. It's not good. Like, I don't feel good. I don't like watching bad films at all. <laughs> I don't like but it. But that's, like, that's not our, our thing, though. We like no. Unless we were doing our Is It Really That Bad retrospective. But, like, generally, we go out to watch the new films that are coming out. Like, we see the big movies that come out in the cinema. And just, like, so, like I was whinging about Moonlight the other day. I was like, no, nah, it wasn't all that good. And somebody said, well, what would you give Best Picture of the last year? And I said, fuck, I don't know. Like, of the last year, I don't know. Like, the mo- there's been some like, pretty good movies. There's been some, like, pretty shitty movies. But I, I couldn't tell you what my favorite movie of last year was. Maybe Me Civil neither. War? I don't know. But even I, I that, have I haven't nothing. watched again since then. Yeah, mine, I, I wouldn't know. I, I can't remember what I loved. It wasn't a lot, to be honest. Yeah, like, you know, in other years, there's been, you know, you've, you've had the likes, like, I really liked Sin City 2, like, Mad Max. I guess, Ma- uh, was that last year? No, that was the year before. Mad Max, Fury Road, like, 
things have stood out to me, but like the past year I feel like has just been fairly average in terms of like I've enjoyed films, but I haven't like loved films. Yeah. And, um, oh, I love the nice guys. The nice guys was really good. And Eddie the Eagle, I think came out last year. Oh, Eddie the Eagle was good. But again, like just enough, I didn't really like the nice guys. I thought it was really lackluster actually. Really? But yeah. I loved <laughs> That's it. That's a conversation for another time. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to, to sort of, point that out like what are the good movies that are coming out so i'm actually really really happy that i really enjoyed this movie because i haven't walked out of a movie kind of pumped and excited that something just worked even even with flaws um because like i said with this we we tend to point out the negatives because that's kind of our job and and it's so much easier to talk about bad things than about good things so i'm I'm glad with this one, even though we, we, you know, we touched on negative things in, at points, but we, I feel like but you and me both quite enjoyed this film. Yeah, I nice. did. It was good, liking something. Yes. Uh, and now here we are. It's here we the, are. Moving it's on. The, well, we've got another blockbuster next week. We're going to be talking about Kong. Skull Island. Yeah, it hasn't been doing too well, apparently. Hasn't yeah, been getting... I feel like it's one that could go either way. I, I feel like I'll probably just enjoy it because of its creature feature-esque type, which I always tend to get on board. But is it going to speak to me like Logan did? We'll talk about that next week. And I'll, I'll probably not like it because I'm a grumpy piece of shit all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. very... I'm actually surprised that you were even interested in it because it looks very mainstream blockbuster thing which is normally Man, something that you like will initially be like got a, got a green color grade and it's like it looks just fucking baller as hell like it's got it looks so stylized yeah. i like films with attitude i like films that are themselves <laughs> i don't like yeah. i don't like basic bitch films yeah. anyway uh it's been great i'm editing this podcast this week follow us on itunes podbean stitcher you know I you already know because right if you're now. listening to it you know where the fuck it is Anyway, but tell play the, the music. So, do I get to say it this week? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, so I was going to say, you do. Play the music, Connor! Everyone I know goes away. Thanks for listening to another episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Logan, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track, Hurt, is performed by Johnny Cash. And the track, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Titles, is performed by Ennio Morricone. I will make you hurt If I could start again A million miles